In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, nobody wants justice but the wounded, the trampled on, the sinned against. The nations cry for it because this world is just way too full of hurting people. And so we plead, fix this, punish them, make them feel what I feel. Everyone quotes, judge not, lest you be judged. But our real favorite Bible verse is probably an eye for an eye. The broken want their pound of flesh. Somebody told me, God didn't give us the whole eye for an eye bit to set minimum punishments, but upper limits. See, it wasn't that he'd worried that we'd ever be too lenient with each other. <laughs> he was worried we'd be too harsh. If we're willing to be honest about ourselves for even half a second, it makes sense. It was a gift from God to keep us from taking even more than was taken from us in the name of justice. Because to me, justice is really just about pain. I don't actually think for a second it fixes anything. And I don't for a second care. I want the kind of justice that spreads around misery because hatred really only ever wants more of the same. Just burn it all down. That should make me feel better, except it won't. And it doesn't. And it can't. But the coastlands wait for the law of karma, even if it isn't the law of God. Our Lord promises to open the eyes that are blind due to the justice that I want. It's not simply the state of affairs down here that we have so lost track of sin that we don't know whether it was the blind man or his parents that sinned to get him born that way. I honestly think that God wants to open the eyes blind because they were taken in judgment. I think he wants the eye that was taken for the eye restored. I think that because the Lord promises with one breath justice and with the next to set free the prisoners who don't deserve it. Maybe the eye for the eye wasn't in the Old Testament at all. And when Jesus is playing with it in the New, it's because he heard from somewhere else what the people decided to run with. Our Lord will bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness, and there is no justice in that that I can find. There is no justice in bringing out guilty men and letting them go free. But justice by the law cannot let loose the prisoners. It's the gospel that does that. It's the gospel. Our Lord's promise is not to break those who have broken you. It is that he will not break the bruised reed. He will not quench the faintly burning wick. He will not crush the sinners, but he will bring forth justice all the same, and it is called the gospel. The wrong that was done needs to be punished, but Jesus would bear that cost himself for you, for me, for all, in the name of justice. Because punishment for your enemy doesn't heal you. 
but punishment unto your God does. He would not cry out or lift up his voice to defend himself. He would not abandon the path that led to Golgotha. He would carry his cross for me. He would carry his cross for you. And your sins are forgiven you. From this cross, not from the eye taken for the eye, from this cross, our Lord would cry out, it is finished, not for the innocent, but for the guilty, for the sinners, for me, and for you. We love a little bit too much to play the victim and turn blind eyes to those that we have hurt, but our God promises to make the blind see. And even making us see the depth of our own sins, our God leads us from the prison that we deserve. He leads us from hell into heaven, from death into life, from the tomb into the resurrection. Our Lord bled and died for you that your sins would be forgiven and that you would live. And it is not just you. Look, look at that cross and know there is enough justice even for your enemy. There is enough justice because there, their sins were punished. There, their sins were given justice. There, God God bled and died so that they could be called more than the sum of what they deserve. There, they can be called holy and worthy of love and righteous in his sight. That is justice of the gospel. And our Lord would call it mercy. You see, the cross is not just a guilt trip. God forgave him, so you know, find it within you to do it too. It's a promise. Mercy doesn't rest on your heart being in pain anymore or not. Mercy rests on God's promise. Their sins are forgiven them. And so we are taught to pray. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Not so that God would have permission. And honestly, not as an if-then statement as if God's cross is somehow contingent on me forgiving somebody even though he actually died 2,000 years before I even got mad in the first place. It's just a recognition. All forgiveness comes from the cross. And where my heart is broken and where my heart is angry, Lord, remind me of that cross. The coastlands wait for the law fulfilled in Jesus. He established justice on all the earth, not by the law but by the gospel. Your sins are forgiven you. Your pound of flesh was paid on the cross. God will faithfully bring forth justice even if the cost is himself. He has paid it all. So that the cross would do more than just spread around the misery, but heal it and make a promise of resurrection and restoration to everything that sin has destroyed. Down here we are all too eager to play an eye for an eye. Some are born blind, and some are blinded by sin. But the justice God worked in his death and resurrection mean there will come a day when the blind will see. Because Christ is risen from the dead. And so we will rise. Forgiven, whole, and alive. Because God does not break the bruised reed. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, your sins are forgiven you. And you are holy. In the name of Jesus, amen.